0: It's time for the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. On this edition of the Kirby on Sports Podcast, another NFL season finally comes to a close. I'm joined by Carlos Martinez and Dan Dembski to break it all down, the much-debated matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Plus, we'll talk about the halftime show, how we like that, and everything else Super Bowl-related, along with early, early, early predictions in the NFL, or early predictions on what this NFL season could be like going into next year. But before we begin, we would like to thank our sponsors, Regroup Building Services, where they do the honey do's that your honey don't, PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, and Carlos Martinez with Chief Graphics. As always, big thanks to Dave Johnson and Productions by Quet for our music as well. You get set for a jam-packed episode here on the Kirby on Sports Podcast. It all comes your way right now.
1: connected this is dave johnson voice of the washington wizards you have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man josh kirby on sports podcast
0: all right welcome back to another edition of the kirby on sports podcast this one is a jam-packed episode i have with me my guys dan Dembski and carlos martinez as always but before we begin we're sponsored by regroup building services PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, and Chief Graphics. Thanks, as always, to our uh, contributors as well, Dave Johnson, and Productions by Quip for the music as well. Gentlemen, it's been a crazy, wild football season, but it's officially over with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the Kansas City Chiefs in what some would say a very stunning fashion by... The final score of 31 to 3. Excuse me. Wait, let me check that. That was nine. nine? <laughs> yeah, 30, 31 to nine. I'm sorry. Oh, why'd I say three? You know, but I couldn't believe it. But, anyways, my guys with me, Dan Demski
1: and Carlos Martinez. How are we feeling, guys? Uh, feeling shocked still about that game, honestly. Um, it was very disappointing for sure as far as. The Chiefs uh, are concerned. Now, the The Buccaneers had the perfect game plan, and we're going to dive into that. But other than that, man, uh, doing okay. Feeling good, man. Sad that the season's over, but uh, hopefully we can uh, create some greatness further down the line.
0: Oh, yes. Thank you, because I'm depressed. I am depressed. Football is over. And what else is there? You know, we just gotta find creative ways to continue doing what we do best. But football season that's over is over. It's been a wild ride. But Carlos, you bet some money on this game, I heard. Uh didn't pan out too well.
2: No, I bet forty bucks on like two prop bets and then uh on the Chiefs to win, and none of them hit. So I lost forty I had a chance to win like over two grand. I I lost forty (laughs) dollars. It was not a good night.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, actually it, almost
2: hit. I actually almost hit because I had um Shaquille Barrett getting the first sack and on the first drive he actually almost got to Patrick Mahomes. But then of course Patrick Mahomes got away and I was like, damn it. <laughs> so
0: I, I mean where to start on this game we just we just have to unpack it all because first and foremost this game was an absolute shock in our pre-game show on facebook live we all picked kansas city to win and obviously that didn't happen
2: we all picked them to win and we also all picked them to at least score a touchdown
0: <laughs> there was yeah. no touchdown yeah
2: they scored no touchdowns it,
0: so me and my buddies were doing a mini prop bet just between us, like no FanDuel or anything like that. And I picked one of the props being over 6.5 touchdowns would be scored yeah. because I thought the Chiefs would play 10 times better than what they played in this Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it was very surprising. But first and foremost, the Buccaneers from – the opening kick all the way to confetti drop, like Nate Burleson said, they came ready to play. They yeah. had one goal in mind, and that was to win a Lombardi trophy, and that's what they did.
1: Yeah, they were locked in from the start. Um, I was impressed with <clears throat> just how the Bucks came out and you know, scored early on and really kept the pressure on. Actually – for the first couple drives, there really wasn't much going on, and I thought, okay, this is the kind of game I expect, where both teams punted. Um, and I think it was the second drive for the Bucks where they they scored the first points. And no, it was, right their, it was their third. Third.
2: third. Their first right. two drives they punted, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then after that, it was they found all the momentum, and and that was that. So it was just surprising. Um, I was really surprised at how the chiefs got away from the run and i mentioned this in the pregame so early on or or they just they just weren't consistent with it um and i feel like they they were just too predictable i mean tampa's defense was ready for patrick mahomes to drop back and throw the football and apply pressure just about every time i mean he he dropped back 49 times which is just insane um and tampa's defense was to their credit they knew what was coming. Almost, we talked about St- uh, Steve Spagnola uh, throughout last uh, last week with our Super Bowl special and our pregame show and all that, and it just seemed like, um, you know, he knew what was coming, or or you know, he he prepared for for Patrick Mahomes, and I was we we also talked. This is this. I'm this will be my last point. We talked a little bit about the injuries of the offensive line for Kansas City. And if that was going to make a difference, and I think all of us said it shouldn't make that much of a difference because of how Patrick Mahomes is mobile and he's able to get outside the pocket and create plays, but they really just boxed him in. And I think with that, I was surprised how many times he ran backwards. I mean, three or four times. He must have run backwards for about 15 or 20 yards and at least try to make a play, but they were – they were just out of sync from the start and the Buccaneers took advantage. I think that that's my big takeaway.
0: Mahomes in that game, he scrambled for nearly 500 yards before passing the football in this Super Bowl. That's the most pre throw pre sack yards by any quarterback in any game of the 2020 season, according to radio.com. That's huge. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting that. 100%. Patrick Mahomes looked like he was on fire this season. and yeah, I mean, credit to the Bucks defense. They came and they fought and they prepared.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, this was one of those. Again, we all thought that this Super Bowl was going to be a lot better than what it ended up being. And ultimately, the injuries finally caught up to – uh, the Kansas city chiefs, that line, obviously they have, you know, they're starting right guard. I think, you know, he opted out in the beginning of the season, um, you know, they, and the rest of the line pretty much all out due to injury. Only their center was the only one who played all season. Um, and yeah, it finally caught up to them and credit again to Tampa Bay. They, they definitely switched it up from their week 12 matchup where, you know, they, they basically went into cover two, and they they trusted that their four guy and for Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator for the uh, Buccaneers, to he loves to blitz, like he really does, like that's his bread and butter. But for him to really stay, like like stay the course and like n- not be tempted to blitz, you know, and trust that his uh, front four were gonna, you know, get the pressure that they needed and keep everybody back to contain that, you know, explosive Kansas City offense is honestly probably one of the most masterclass de- defensive uh, performances and defensive coaching um, like displays we've ever seen. I think, I think, you know, I mean, there's a stat like Patrick Mahomes uh, dropped back to past 56 times and faced a blitz on just six of those dropbacks. So 11% of those dropbacks. And then of the 29 pressures he faced on Sunday, 27 came against the pass rush against the pass rush of four or fewer defenders. Like, that's nuts. And, like, it felt like – and we were talking about it a little bit off air. Like, it really did feel like, you know, every time he took the snap, like, that Tampa Bay defense was right in his face immediately. Like, it felt like he had he had to constantly be scrambling, and that's how come he almost got 500 yards of rushing, you know, just from trying to avoid, you know, the, the defenders. Um, but, yeah, this was just – it was just so weird to me. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I I really do believe, and I said it again also off air, that I do believe that if Kansas City's line was healthy and they had everybody, all their starters in, I do believe Patrick, Patrick Mahomes would have been able to have a little time back there. How much time, I don't know. I can't say, but I do believe it would have been better than this. And further, they even, furthermore, we really did not really look into their line because – it, it, it was brought to my attention that one of their linemen, I think it's the right tackle, was the same right tackle that played in Super Bowl Fifty, who got completely embarrassed by mm. Von Miller. Mm. He was the starting he was the starting tackle for this game. Wow! And that's, he just that's got not a good tradition to remember. Yeah, and like. it it so <laughs> the joke ongoing in the sports world right now is if he gets invited to the super Bowl again ever in his career to just not take it because <laughs> you clearly you, you've had two horrible performances in the super Bowl you know at this point just don't show up but yeah I mean really that's the that the, that's the storyline of this game is how great that Tampa bay defense played and really shut down the, that explosive Kansas City offense and the fact that they held him to no touchdowns
0: that, that's absolutely huge because g- going into this game, I didn't think the Bucks' defense would be able to. And uh, I mean, give credit where credit is due Tampa based coaching staff and players. They rallied around and they played a complete football game. You know the saying. Defense wins championships, and that is what was done there. I just feel really bad for Patrick Mahomes in this situation because it, he, he was doing everything in his power. Yeah, You saw that fourth down play where he almost got shoestring tackled, side-armed the football, and the receiver didn't make the catch. I mean, I can, I can name off four or five plays where a receiver did not make a catch he should have had, and that yeah, was a was, big part of it as yeah. well.
1: Yeah, and, but also you have to credit Tampa Bay's secondary as well. Yeah. I mean, they, they really locked down Kelsey. Uh, well, well, Kelsey was the leading receiver. He was by far the best player for the Chiefs offense. Um, but outside of him, you know, Hill had seven catches, but those guys were just shut down. And it was really good coverage down the field. And even when Mahomes had time to throw, there really wasn't a lot of open space. I remember one specific catch. I can't remember if it was towards the end of the half Or that first drive of the second half, which he threw to Kelsey, which was like a like there was tons of traffic around Kelsey and he had to sort of, you know, like grab the ball away. Um, That might have been the first drive of the second half when they started with the field goal. Um, So Tampa's defense, people just people were talking about how great Kansas City was and they how great their offense was and, and they they are great. But. That, I think that really served as motivation for Tampa Bay. Like, hey, we know these, they have all these weapons. L- you know, Let's show them we can go out there and shut them down. And that's exactly what they did. And, um, and just kept them in check, especially with Tyreek Hill. You know, you can't – I mean, how many times did Tyreek Hill's longest catch was 23 yards? Um, you know, they, they run that same, like, drag route play with Hill – and and uh and McHale Hardman too where they they do like a 5 or 6 yard drag and that's an, that's always a big play for the chiefs but the bucks were ready for it so many times um and i was just very impressed with their game plan defensively especially their defensive backs to be able to keep them off the scoreboard with all the weapons they have is just it's just mind blowing and i i know mahomes was shaken up um he's having surgery tomorrow on his foot um, and he had a banged up offensive line, but they still have they still have all those weapons, you know. Um, they they could have adjusted, they could have run some reverses, they could have done some stuff differently. And I just the, don't
2: think yeah, I just don't think that you that they they could have really adjusted again. If you don't have a good offensive line, you can't run those reverses because again, the defense is going to be in the backfield to stop all that.
1: Yeah, I I, I think that's true, but but you, you got to try something different, you know. Um, I just
2: don't think that they could. I think that that was the problem is that the offensive line was so banged up. I don't think that they could have tried anything different. I think that's just what it was. That offensive line was going to hold either way.
1: Well, you, what you have to try at some point, that's, that's my overall point. Um, If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but you can't keep dropping back and putting Patrick Mahomes in danger time and time again. And this, this was not just later on in the game when they fell behind by a lot. This was throughout the first half, um, you got to do something differently. And the, the bottom line is the chiefs just didn't adjust. And, you know, even, even at halftime, it's a 21 to six game. And I think we're all thinking, okay, this is Kansas city. I mean, they, they've, they are used to coming back. And I told several people that, and it just never happened. The Buccaneers, you know, kept, kept their foot on the gas. And, and like I said, they made the better adjustments. Kansas city just didn't adjust at all. And if, if anything, you know, they got out coached throughout this game, I think.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good point. I mean, coaching was better. I I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, do you think the um accident involving Andy Reid's son after no. this game? No.
2: You, okay, you you don't no. think so? I don't I, think so.
1: I think it might have had something to do with it, but I don't they would they would have been more emotional about it, I think, than anything else. Um and I think more often than not in football, an emotional thing is going to fire up your team more than it's going to tear them down. So, you know, we all know about those, uh, those athletes who played and succeeded in tragic moments. You know, yeah, when they had family members die or or whatever it, or whatever it was. So, um, that that is a good point. I heard them bring that up on Good Morning Football. I think it was uh, well, it must have been yesterday, obviously, because, um, you know, it was Monday. Yeah. So, <laughs> but um. I don't I don't think it did negatively, you know, um, but certainly it, it's got a way in the back of your mind. Right. Because you, you have, you know, there's victims involved with this, too. I don't know. I mean, I, I can't say for sure. I mean, no, no nobody knows. They're not going to talk about it either. So um, it's it's definitely something to consider. But they, they still either way, they should have played better than they played.
3: <laughs>
0: I yeah. No, mean- uh, I, I mean, I'm just still shocked. I think we all are, you know, because this game could have been a lot closer on paper, and it wasn't. And uh, well, we have to mention the fact that Tom Brady won a Super Bowl, and it wasn't with New England. Tom Brady, no questions asked, is the greatest of all time.
1: Well, he's not only Ever. the greatest football player. I think you could say he's the most winning, winningest and greatest athlete of all time, too. I think you can make that debate. I mean, he's up there with Jordan at least. Um,
2: Well, I mean, but I think Jordan ultimately wins the debate because, of course, he went 6-for-6. Brady is 7-for-10. So, all in all.
1: Basketball's (laughs) a different game than football, though. I mean, uh, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously.
1: And to have a dynasty in football, to me, is is more difficult than it is in basketball. I agree with that. I don't know. I mean, mean, maybe maybe not now because now. No, 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 no. It's still hard. Not now. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: it's still hard I mean, because yeah. you got to think you, you got to think about it because i mean it this game for example it's so hard to repeat it, it's yeah. not the same as in the nba we see constant repeating champions right. in the nba here the last team was to repeat was you know the patriots in their first uh in their first run um with three super bowls i think 06 was their repeat no not 06 i'm sorry 04, it was 0405 05. yeah yeah 0405 uh when they won in Jacksonville against the Eagles. Right. Um, that's the last team to ever repeat as Super Bowl champions. And it's here's something that we're also not factoring into why maybe this game went the way it did. For Tampa Bay, for those players, aside from Tom Brady, you know, but you know, for most of those players, this was the biggest game of their life. Okay. This is this is their first Super Bowl. For Kansas City, they were here last year. They already won it. They've it, it, it doesn't mean the same to them as it does to Tampa Bay, and I think that's something yeah. that we're not factoring in. It mattered more to Tampa Bay than it did to Kansas City, and anybody that says otherwise is wrong because again, you've already won Kansas City's already won theirs, they got theirs last year, you know. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's cool to repeat, but it doesn't mean the same as it does getting your first Super Bowl ever, being in your first Super Bowl ever, you know. Right, and I think that, and I think that's the key difference here between the teams, and why it looked like Tampa Bay ultimately wanted it more than Kansas City.
0: Well, well wait. Uh, to clarify on that, you mean the players for Super Bowl, not the franchise, correct?
2: Yeah. Okay. Pl- okay. Th- 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 this team, these players on this team. Okay, because we, we know Tampa Bay won a Super Bowl years ago, but nobody on that team is on this team. It's these this group of players specifically. They have never they've never been they've never even been to the playoffs they've never been this far you know and the fact that they're here they were going to do everything they could to get it whereas Kansas City they got theirs last year they already know like they're they're fine if they lose mm-hmm. you know because they know that they're good enough to come back they've already done it
0: yeah absolutely um it, it I wanna, that that's a oh, great sorry. point there
1: Yeah. I, I just want to say the the argument I have for Tom Brady being the greatest athlete, um, outside of Randy Moss and, and Gronk, I think, I think you could say Gronk's probably a hall of famer. I, I think after this game, especially with how he performed, um, you have to, he he raises his stock some, um, Brady really took average players. I mean, think about Mm -hmm. when, when Wes Welker got to new England, nobody knew who he was, you know, he was, uh, you know, a return specialist for the, for the Dolphins, Brady makes him into what looks to be like a hall of fame player. He leaves and goes to Denver. He's a good, he's a good receiver, right? But he, mm-hmm. he's never the same because Brady made him better. Same thing with, uh, with, with, with Julian Edelman when, when they played together. Um, and there's countless other examples. So, um, you know, Jordan had Pippen and Rodman and, you know, those two guys are unbelievable. And you, I think outside of that, you could argue that Jordan didn't have – you know, he didn't have any other Hall of Famers, really. Uh, he didn't play with any other Hall of Famers, so. Uh,
2: he um, had Steve Kerr.
1: He's an Hall of Fame coach, not a, not a player, though. Mm. Yeah, I guess you're right. But, I mean, Steve yeah. Kerr
2: wasn't a scrub.
1: No. He was pretty good. I mean, he but, but he was more of a role player. I mean, he was a guy who came off the bench. And, I mean, similar to um, – I guess you could kind of compare him to, like, old Ray Allen, like after he was already Hall of Famer and he came off the bench for the Heat and made that three in the finals. I, I think you could you could say that, but um, I, ju- I just think, to me, Brady made everyone around him better. And, you know, no matter if it was an offensive lineman, receivers, obviously, I mean, he took some really scrub receiver, not scrub receivers, but some average receivers. No,
2: so, so, some of those receivers are scrubs. <laughs> true, 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 true. <laughs>
1: And you know, and and he made them great. That's that's my argument, and I, I think time will tell for you, sure. But you, you
0: know, something? uh, just a random thought. I I can't believe Antonio Brown lasted this long.
1: Yeah, what I, I mean? mentioned that to my parents too. I was like, I can't believe he's, I can't believe he hasn't blown up or anything. <laughs> you know, I, I I think it's a good thing because I I wonder if he got help after that whole situation that went down, um, in New England. Because he really did need help, um, in all seriousness. So, I don't know for sure if he did or not. Of course, that's not something that's going to be publicized. Well, I mean, if it was, TMZ would probably have it out by now. Um, but yeah, I was. I, I'm kind of happy to see that he's still he's still playing, and he seems. To, I mean, he's Super Bowl champion, and he had a hell of a game too. So yeah, yeah.
0: In in another player, I want to talk about who's been pretty much flying under the radar for most of the season Gronkowski balled out in this game yeah i could not yeah. believe that he he caught two of tom brady's three touchdowns in this super bowl I
2: they mean, have that
1: connection i mean they yeah. they they had it for years in new england and it really t- it it did take them a long time to build that trust back up again because you know obviously gronkowski re- was retired quote unquote for a season even though he was pretty busy and um you know and doing wwe events and stuff like that but um (laughs) i think once they found their rhythm again and i I think it was about mid-season you guys can correct me if i'm wrong there they started to click but this was the game really where you saw wow it, it just looks it looks like old school brady and old school Gronk. yeah it was amazing
0: Cl- um, class by the New England Patriots for tweeting um, about Tom Brady afterwards.
2: And I mean, how could how could they not? I mean, come on, he won it them was great. six. They won. He won them six. He he single handedly yeah. <laughs> got them. You know, think about it. When he started, when he started, uh, he got them all their Super Bowls. And yeah. back in two thousand, before he started playing, the top teams were uh the top team was the was Dallas and I think San Francisco. <laughs> Like they were all, they were both at five and then obviously Pittsburgh eventually got to six. They were first team to six, but Tom, but that's six over the span of, you know, so many years in 19 years, Tom Brady got him six. (laughs) Like it didn't take, yeah, they have to, you know, he's the greatest quarterback to ever play there. He's the greatest quarterback to ever play in my opinion. Um, he's not the, you know, there's, there's a difference between, uh, the most talented and then like the, like the best, the best to do it. I I think, because I think everybody can easily say Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is a very talented quarterback and he's going to, I think he surpasses Aaron Rodgers in my opinion, but the greatest to ever do it to succeed over a long period of time. It's easily Tom Brady.
1: Yeah. By far. Yeah. And you know, 40 touchdowns this year at his age, it was just amazing. And um, yeah, he, he didn't play great one on one against Rogers. That's for sure. Those three interceptions were almost, you know, t- tragic. But, um, you know, you can also make make a make an argument that, you know, throughout his, I mean, if you're gonna be a dynasty, you have to be good on both sides of the ball. There's no doubt about that. It's mm-hmm. no no one player can make it in the NFL. So, New England always had really solid defenses, especially like Carlos was talking about that 07 team that lost to the uh to the Giants. I mean, they were loaded on defense. They had several Hall of Fame players on that defense as well as Brady on the other side. So this was kind of the case here, but I think the difference to me is Brady played better in this Super Bowl than than he's played in other ones. And I think that that was kind of part of his criticism a little bit, especially here in the last few Super Bowls he's been in that he, he hasn't played the greatest. Um, but he definitely was the best player in this game, no no doubt. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think...
0: There were other players for Tampa Bay who did well, too, but Tom Brady was just part of it. I mean, well, Tom, Brady, A- Tom Brady... A-N was
1: completions, 200 yards, and three touchdowns, no picks. I mean, by far the most impressive stat line, and he was I mean, he was on fire, so...
2: I mean, I think there's been, there's been better... I think his best... Performance was, I mean, obviously, we always go back to the Atlanta Super Bowl, but of course, but of course, I I see what you're saying. That you're saying from start to finish, it was a great overall performance. Whereas in the Atlanta Super Bowl, he had he started off, (laughs) yeah, he started off really bad. But I really think that it was the Seattle um, Super Bowl, Super Bowl 49. I think that was one of his most complete, best performances. you know, yeah. but I, 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 do, I do think that this one is up there with that one because he just, like, just surgically, like, just picked apart this defense. And it really felt like, I mean, there was the one pick that got, uh you know, waved off because of the uh, holding mm-hmm. penalty, I think it was. Um, but, I mean, ultimately, like, yeah, it was a pretty flawless performance by Brady, honestly. So, yeah, like, I agree with Dan. Like, this is definitely one of his most complete performances in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I I, can't I agree.
1: agree I mean, I I agree that Pat's Falcons is definitely number one. Um, that's his greatest. That's his oh, that's yeah. his greatest
2: performance, because but like from of start course, to finish, yeah, it was just yeah, it was just the,
1: dominance in this game. That was the bottom yeah,
2: line. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that that's the that's one of his greatest Super Bowl moments because of right. what, what what happened. But from start to finish, it was not his best performance until like halftime. Right.
0: So let l- l- let me give you a funny fact here, guys. Lashawn McCoy last season won a Super <laughs> yeah. Bowl with Kansas City. Uh-huh, this yeah. year, he won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. In did either it? of those Super Bowls, he did not play a single snap. Congrats! <laughs> I mean, no, I just you. thought that was cool. Sports <laughs> Center uh, put that out on Facebook, but yeah, I, I mean, Lashawn Le- McCoy—they said he earned it after eight straight seasons with a thousand plus rushing yards from scrimmage.
2: Uh, that's such a. I, I don't know if he deserves it just because of what he did prior. Those
0: are like, my words. Those are not my words, by the way. <laughs> uh,
2: but I'm still saying, like, you know, just because, you know, Barry Sanders, you know, j- you know, he dominated the league for a few years there. He never won a Super Bowl. Calvin Johnson did the mm-hmm. same thing. Just because you dominated, you know, I- I- in years prior, doesn't mean you deserve a Super Bowl just because of what you did before. You know, he's just so happened to be on these teams. Congratulations. You got two rings, but you didn't really do anything to earn
1: them. Luckily, you know? that Luckily that goes in the Hall of Fame, so it's never going away. Yeah, congrats of- to him.
2: He's a two-time Super Bowl champion, you know. Yeah. He, he's a fantastic running back, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, especially when he was with the Eagles, that was some right. of, you know, he was always somebody I was always yeah. worried whenever they played Dallas. But, I mean, come on, he didn't really do anything in these two seasons with these two <laughs> teams. So, I mean – Whatever. I mean, he's gonna go down as Super Bowl champion. He was on these teams, but it's not like he really contributed to doing anything.
1: I mean, good on him for joining the right teams at the right time. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's what I would say.
2: Yeah,
0: now, that was just one funny fact. You want to hear another fact?
2: I'm Isn't ready that to ju- laugh. Hold on, Tell hold, me. hold on. Hold on. Isn't that just like what Legarrette Blunt did? He won the Atlanta yeah. Super Bowl, and then the next year he wins <laughs> with. <laughs> but at least Legarrette Blunt was in the game and playing. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That
0: that's true. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want to hear another fact?
1: Sure. Yes. Go for it. Facts.
0: This was the the this Super Bowl was the first time a player from Last Chance you won a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I, I did see that. It was, John was Franklin it? the third. It, it was John Franklin the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for yeah, him.
0: You know, he so unfortunately
1: he didn't play. He had a torn ACL. But well, he probably wouldn't have played anyway. I don't think. <laughs> let's let's be yeah. honest.
0: I mean, I, I I mean, there are a lot of funny um, facts from this Super Bowl that I wanted to list off. Uh, right. I'll give you one more. This one was by far the funniest by NFL and CBS on Twitter. Blank has a higher passer rating in the Super Bowl than Patrick Mahomes.
1: Uh, Trent Dilfer. I don't no. Know.
0: Carlos. Uh, um, Antoine Randall L. No.
1: <laughs> that's a good guess you
0: know you know you know the answer
1: mike evans i don't know
0: rex grossman
1: oh okay that's sad, brother that's sad
0: <laughs> i i saw that stat and i was like my goodness first and foremost uh, i didn't even remember rex grossman even being
2: in a super bowl
1: yeah against the colts and I think yeah it was 2006. 2006 i mean i i was yeah. like wow Miami
2: that was the reigning one and that's the one that the first kick devin hester took all the way to the house yeah, yeah i, I yeah. it was
0: like culture shock i was like wait he played in a super bowl so i mean there's funny facts that are just being tweeted out facebooked out during the super bowl i i, I just thought it was hilarious you know yeah. well
2: let's not let's not get it twisted here rex grossman isn't the reason why the bears went to the super bowl that year that year oh my gosh th- that, that that chicago <laughs> defense was lights out
1: <laughs> and Devin Hester too. I mean, he, he yeah. won them. He single-handedly got them points a lot of times. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And don't so, disrespect
2: and don't disrespect him, Kirby. He was your quarterback for a while.
1: Yeah, y'all, y'all always signed the wash-up quarterbacks. You got Rex Grossman, <laughs> then then Donovan McNabb, bro. You guys, you guys traded Jason Campbell talent. for
2: Donovan McNabb. <laughs>
1: That's
0: hey, right. Hey, but um, I I mean, all in all,
1: Changes
0: the, the, the t- we never <laughs> even touched on the fact. That this game was played in Tampa Bay in this episode. And at that time,
2: we touched on it it enough in the pregame. Why do we have to touch on it again? We did talk about it because the
0: cannons fired after they won. This was considered a neutral site game,
2: but
1: I'm sure they they had them rigged for either team. I mean, they would have done it if if Kansas City had won too.
2: Honestly, was it the cannons or was it just fireworks?
1: (laughs) I think it was
2: the Cannons. No, they can't I I thought they agreed they weren't going to fire the Cannons. Why would they fire the
0: Cannons? Oh, they fought fi- they fire the Cannons during halftime. Um and that they, they somebody said that if Tampa Bay wins, those Cannons are going off since they're okay. playing at home. Cool. You know. So and <laughs> l- 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 let's dive into this really quick. How do we like the weekend? He was okay. Um,
2: why is there so much hate for that performance? Somebody please explain it to me.
0: Well, uh, it, I'm not hating on it.
2: I was just no, no. Asking. I, I'm I'm, sa- I'm saying in general, like I'm not saying you are. I'm just asking, like, why is the? Because it seems like the general consensus is that the show sucked. Me personally, I thought it was all right. I didn't think yeah. it was that bad. I've well, seen it was worse. a good show. I yeah, I really I definitely... think it
0: was a good show. The mirror,
1: the mirror room was interesting. Something was, I will say, something was weird with the sound, and definitely wasn't his fault. But to me. It sounded like he his mic was turned down or something weird at times. Um, so that's that's the one thing I would say, but that's not his fault, obviously. I thought he did a pretty good job for, for what he's been given. I think it's hard to get up there now during COVID when there's, like, because usually people forget there's all those fans at the stage and stuff. That adds another layer to the halftime show. So. I think
2: I think also people because they I'm not you know they kind of hyped it up saying that you know yeah. because there's not as many fans in the stadium they'll be able to use other parts of the stadium and like really like make it a, a bigger show or something like that.
1: And really he was he that didn't
2: really happen. Yeah, nobody really think,
1: noticed that in any way. Yeah,
2: I, I think I think um I don't know. I think it's because the 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 bar is high. Like you, you know, they're all time great performances like yeah i don't know lady gaga had a great performance that one year michael jackson um, way back michael jackson day. prince um U2, you know
1: you two the... after 9-11 was pretty good a lot of people think
2: i did i never i didn't watch i was only in kindergarten so i, I mean I, I just one. saw
1: it i just saw it later on on some sort of like youtube video or something right yeah there,
2: i've but, never seen yeah. it i didn't even know two played at, at that super bowl but i anywho,
0: I, I, I mean the Thing was that was Bruno weird Mars to me.
2: Was pretty good. The- Bruno Mars' performance to me was a little lackluster.
1: Really, I yeah. liked it. I thought that whole Super Bowl experience was bad. Fair enough. That's that. That's a fair uh, assessment. I think.
0: So the weekend's performance, I thought it was interesting when the weekend came out onto the field with all those guys in red, w- wearing what looked like ski masks or something. I thought that was. I, I thought that was sort of strange. I saw people on Twitter um, throwing out stuff like this is the most amount of people who have worn a mask in Florida during this whole <laughs> pandemic. I was it's like,
1: probably true. <laughs>
2: Listen, Florida's a totally different. Apparently, COVID doesn't exist in Florida. So yeah. I,
0: I don't know. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> 25,000 people were at this game. A lot of people were criticizing the NFL and stuff for that as well.
2: Wow. They I had mean, all the protocols in place. I, don't I, I know I, they're outdoors. I mean, I the was, CDC said it was okay. I don't see what the issue was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I was like, I mean, if you space them out, social distancing, the NFL provided masks and I'm like, Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't
2: see what the
1: issue is. Yeah, what's, yeah, what's the problem?
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't see what the issue. You know, to me, it's just like also like again. You know, uh, some of them were vaccinated health workers, Which and on I top of that, that, that's only one. Th- you know, that's only one third of the capacity of that stadium. So you can easily spread those people out, and you'll be fine. You're outdoors, right? right. You No, know? like people just need to shut up sometimes. Like I understand we're in a pandemic. I understand yes, social distancing, masks. But I mean, come on, like uh, you know this. There's other things to complain about. This is not one of them.
1: Well, I, I I totally get that, and I get the you know the criticism when people don't do the right things and they don't wear masks and they're at bars and all that. That I purely understand. I mean, I saw a yeah, one hundred percent. I saw a video. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was the streets of Tampa, and it was just like it was like COVID never existed. Yeah. You know? So well, like I was, we said
2: in Florida, it doesn't. It doesn't. Exist. <laughs> they, they, they don't. They don't take it seriously in Florida
1: at all. True, but yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but, the, but the, NF, the NFL did all the right things here like you guys both said. I mean, they supplied masks. Um I would assume their temperatures were taken. I mean, those those can't be you know, temperature guns, can't be a you know, uh yeah. something that costs a lot of money. I mean, you can get them at any drugstore or anything, and I'm sure they had people taking people's temperatures. Obviously, you can't test people because it takes a couple did days. Did they to get... uh... Did they result. have to
2: test beforehand? Do you, do does anybody know that? If if these uh, fans ever had to test, let me. I I don't. Real quick.
0: I do not believe so. I I, I I don't think they had to. I think obviously there were checkpoints at the front gate and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but I don't think they had to test negative. I, I I'm sure our statistician Dan will get right on that, but I mean th- this just goes back to the NFL. Yeah you putting together
2: a successful season i think people are just also they just want to find i mean i like don't get me wrong this season didn't necessarily go without you know it's you know bumps and bruises but like mm-hmm. ultimately i mean we they did it you know we got through the season we didn't have to add any extra weeks you know we're at the super bowl let's let's celebrate that we got to one of the biggest moments in you know in in the calendar year
1: yeah yeah absolutely couldn't couldn't agree more with that I I I I, couldn't I don't have any stats but um from what these stories are I mean it's more talking about the Super Bowl celebrations than the actual Super Bowl itself um and I did see that they were going to allow fans outside the stadium too so I'm almost certain a lot of those people didn't wear masks because like you said Carlos you know it it doesn't exist in Florida so um I'm sure I'm sure that's a big concern and, and look I think health experts say, what, one to two weeks after after an event like this, we'll, we'll see the residual effects. So, I mean, that's not something we're going to really know immediately. It's going to take some time to see, okay, what – and especially looking at that county in that area, like, did their numbers surge up? So, I, I would imagine they are. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: All, all, all in all, guys, uh, how would you rate that, like – how would you rate that experience? Um, the, the commercials. We didn't even talk about commercials. I mean, yeah, there were some yeah. decent commercials, but with COVID, I don't think it was that great. You there know, was probably when you like got,
1: two really good go. commercials. There was probably like one great commercial, and then there was like two like good ones, and and the rest were just like, eh. and there again, there was a lot of regular commercials in there too. I don't know if you guys yeah. noticed. Yeah, I, watched, I, did. I watched too much damn TV and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I've seen that commercial before. And I'm like, God, I really need to d- do some other stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was, it, you know, when you got the big, you know, like the the big dogs or whatever that, you know, do Super Bowl commercials like Budweiser and, um, you know, Bud Light and Coca-Cola all pulling out saying they're not going to make commercials this year. And then on top of that, when also the movie industry, you know, obviously we're not we're still trying to figure all that stuff out. So we're not getting like trailers for new movies and stuff like that. You know, the, the commercials were just never going to really be that great. Um, so yeah, like I won't lie. The commercials were a little lackluster. I think ultimately Eminem's won, you know, with their whole, I'm not going to eat your friend again. Okay. One more time and locks the car. I thought yeah, that, that one one was one, hilarious.
1: That one was good. There was a lot of, uh there was several of those healthcare type of commercials with the healthcare heroes. I thought those were good. Um, I'm trying to think of if there's any other one. The weirdest one for me, I, I I can't remember what company it was. It was a small company. It was just some guy in like a field playing uh, like a it looked like an organ or like a keyboard or something. Did you guys mm, see I don't that one? It, it was I don't it remember. was really really weird, and I didn't know what it was for, no. and I was just straight up confused. So I have to see if I can find that one. And I'll see Did,
0: did see you see it. the Mountain Dew commercial where you could tweet the? amount of bottles that were shown oh, it, with in John the commercial. Cena in yeah, yeah the John Cena it. one.
3: Did anybody one,
2: get I it think? right?
0: I, I tweeted three times. I don't think I got it right. <laughs> but the, I, I was hoping to win some money and or some Mountain Dew out of that. That would have been really cool.
1: <laughs> money and or Mountain Dew. I mean, and you'd, Mountain you'd Mountain. rather have the money, but if the Mountain Dew comes with it, it's whatever.
0: Oh, yeah, but... um. Did you see the pregame show where they um actually had an actor play Vince Lombardi?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, no, I, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. That was it right was, before. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, I did. I did. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they showed it at kickoff or like right before right. kickoff. And then they also showed it again, like later on during the, the game.
0: I was surprised how realistic it looked. It,
1: yeah, I mean, it looked really good.
0: Yeah. It was like, you can tell that's Vince Lombardi right there.
1: Mm-hmm. And don't go that far. We all, you can't. No, <laughs> come on, Kirby. With
0: with the brown sports coat and the hat, that's a Lombardi thing.
2: So so that doesn't mean. Oh, that that that's Vince Lombardi. No, come on, man. <laughs> we all know Kirby.
1: Kirby him. bringing up the conspiracy. He's back. No, that no Oh my God! Not, He's been hiding in Cuba all this time. <laughs> with He's Elvis. Like, Tupac. And, yeah, Elvis. And <laughs> oh, Tupac. good grief!
0: That's not what I meant, and you know it.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs>
2: oh. Kirby, we just love giving you a hard time, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, but
0: other than that, I don't think there's much else to touch on in this Super Bowl, except we're all shocked, we're all surprised, and Tampa Bay won a Super Bowl at home. Playoff Lenny,
1: man, playoff
2: Lenny. Yeah, I was about to say, we didn't even talk about Leonard Fournette. We didn't (laughs) talk about the fact that Le'Veon Bell
1: didn't even uh, did he even make an appearance in this game? No, he didn't even have any. He didn't have Down. any numbers at all. It's crazy. You see, that's it, that's
2: so incredible to me. Like, how do you have one of the best running backs in, uh, and, and not use him?
1: Yeah, and they only they only gave Edwards Hilaire the ball nine times, which is insane too. Uh, yeah,
2: I mean, it'll be interesting to see how next year's gonna go, especially mm-hmm. if we are like you know we have most of the pandemic behind us. And, you know, we'll be, you know, players aren't going to have to feel like they need to opt out. You know, every, a lot, a lot more of the population gets vaccinated and everything. Uh, It'll be very interesting, interesting to see how Kansas City rebounds. But I mean, unless we want to talk, we can talk about like what we think is going to, what this means going forward for each team.
0: Well, sure. uh, well, well, one thing before we hit a quick commercial break, um Leonard Fournette. I, I remember when he was in Jacksonville and he got injured like week one or week two. I I think it's a pretty big comeback from him being in Jacksonville to going to Tampa Bay and winning a super bowl because I thought he was a really great player coming out of college.
2: Yeah. But not only being injured, think about it. He got cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh-huh. Like they let him go. And the fact that, and this is like the biggest and think about it. He was the reason why Jacksonville even was in that AFC championship game, you know, a few years back where they like narrowly lost to um, Tom Brady's Patriots. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it's, it's good for Leonard Fournette. I'm glad that his career's back on the right track because honestly, he's a super talented running back. I agree. Uh, but yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, he just kind of had the short end of the stick there as far as getting injured and, um, and they really did him dirty and this was definitely maybe not as I wouldn't say revenge but a chance for a sweet comeback and it was definitely
2: a fuck you to Jackson oh yeah oh yeah
1: for sure I mean especially when you stay in Florida too you're just like yeah I'm just gonna go down the road here a little bit and uh (laughs) and join I mean he joined a fantastically talented team already so um but yeah I mean he's been fantastic all season when they've needed him to be and and he was on Sunday, so I'm 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 really happy for him. He it's it's very well deserved. Yeah, me too. Uh,
2: do we want to talk about the penalties at all? Uh,
0: well,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: I mean, we uh, I it. mean, I mean, some people are the there are those people who are like, all oh, the refs love Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady, yeah, gave the, the refs whole conspiracy right before stuff, the game.
1: Yeah, that 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 happens in every game, Tom. Brady I mean, I lot.
0: mean, I I saw some weak calls.
1: That- I agree.
0: I saw some weak calls. I'll say that. But I mean, this officiating crew was a crew that was picked in their track record this past season. I think there was a stat like they called the most penalties out of any crew in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to quote myself on that, but I think I heard something about that. In some people I heard say, oh, this is going to be a highly penalized game and all this and all that. But, I, I mean, I did see some soft penalties. It did, it did not even help, though, that the Chiefs dug themselves a hole with avoidable penalties, though. You saw Tyram Matthew go up and taunt Tom Brady. You can't do that. I mean well, that was, he's the goat. You're going to get flagged immediately if Tyrian Matthew is caught taunting. Tom Brady and Tom Brady went back up to him and they they almost fought and stuff. And there was a big almost scrubble that went on.
2: Yeah. I don't like, know. I just felt like I just felt like a lot of the it it was definitely very one sided towards the chiefs in these calls. There's I don't think there was a conspiracy, obviously, you know, that's crazy talk. But I I do think I do think a lot of these calls were very. Ticky tack calls, very weak calls. I I think some of them, you know, this is the Super Bowl. Like, let these boys play a little bit, you know. Like, you, you don't you don't have to call, you know. Some calls were blatantly obvious. Like, yeah, like you have to call that. Like, uh, you know, like uh, for for instance, the Mike Evans, you know, uh, pass interference where uh, the defender fell down and, and accidentally tripped him up. Like, that's pass interference at the end of the day, even though it's by accident, you know, and. Yeah, just there were just certain calls that I felt like they didn't need a call because they weren't being called all season. Like, but you know, it happened and it is what it is. But, like, you you, by at halftime, you you then have a feel of how these refs are going to call the game, you have to make those adjustments and be able to play through that.
1: Yeah, and and I'll go back to this I mean, every game, first of all, every game. There's people complaining about the officials. It doesn't matter if the officials do a bad job or a good job. So I'll start with that. I'll also say that every game Tom Brady plays in, the officiating is scrutinized. And you know, obviously, that whole thing restarts about, oh, you know, it's a it's a conspiracy. The the NFL wants Brady to win, and da 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 Do they? <laughs> you know, no. I mean, I I don't know. I don't think the NFL cares because the NFL is making money no matter who wins. But yeah. Um. I'll also say that if this if this is a seven point or a three point win and you could point directly to calls late in the game that costed Kansas City then 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 yeah, I would agree that the officiating was, you know, either I don't I, I don't like to say costed somebody the game, but certainly changed changed what could have been the outcome of the game. That didn't happen here. I mean, this was a this was a twenty two point loss, you know, so I just I, anytime I see people complaining about the officiating in a game like this, where one team pretty much just dominated, I I don't pay much attention to it. I don't I don't give it much um, much notice because there there's really no reason to to talk about it. In my opinion,
2: I mean I do think that it it, it did hurt this Kansas City uh, Chiefs def the defense specifically because yes. there were some there there were at some points where they had Brady stopped and then they got a call. You know, maybe a weird call or, or something. I don't know. Uh, I.E. like maybe the interception, for instance, you know, it's just like I. But ultimately, I don't think the penalties were the sole reason why this team lost. This team lost because th- that Tampa defense was able to shut down that uh, the um, Kansas City offense. And then the Kansas City uh, defense couldn't really necessarily stop Tampa's defense after the first two drives, essentially. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, let, yeah. Listen, it, you're talking about maybe 14 more points, though. I mean, and and the game is still, you know, it is what it is. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like, ultimately, do I think the pen, the penalties might have helped the score line be a little right. bit uh, closer? But I don't think it was the penalties were the like I said, the, they weren't the sole reason why Kansas City lost.
0: Well, right. it, it definitely hurt them in that first half because you saw some undisciplined unsportsmanlike conduct calls and yeah I, I i mean that's stuff that can easily be avoided but i mean know? it,
2: it but, but but it wasn't just kansas city kansas city players were the only ones that got caught it was also tampa bay tampa bay yeah was also I, I saw taunting that too. and talking and uh-huh. doing that it's just it's whoever gets caught doing it yeah right. it was the kansas city players who were getting caught you know doing that because again think about it like yeah Tyron Matthew, you know, was you know, got called for taunting Tom Brady, but I mean, it's Tom Brady ran up back to him and was yelling at his face. Yeah, Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna mention that he did. They're not gonna
0: flag Tom Brady for that, even if he was
2: caught. They they would flag Tom Brady for it if he was the main. Like if like by that point they had already thrown the flag, you know. So it's just like. At that point, they were just kind of like trying to cool everything down. I mean, think about if Tom Brady got into somebody's face, they would call it. Don't think that they won't call it.
0: Uh, What what if Tom Brady just punched Matthew in the
1: face?
2: Then he would have been
1: ejected. He would have been. Yeah, he would have been ejected. He would have been ejected. (laughs) It doesn't matter who it is at that point.
0: I I mean, I, I mean, I just. I mean, I thought I saw Tom Brady chase after him. I was like, oh, to get him that mad, something might go down.
1: I mean Brady no, come on. I mean, Brady gets pissed all the time. Do you not see him yeah. on the sidelines yelling at yelling at his teammates and stuff? Yeah. Like yeah. He's, he's very fiery a lot of times. It's just people don't talk about it because he's the golden boy of the NFL. So you know, you can't you can't show that he has that side to him, you know? Yeah, Tom well, Brady's
2: not Tom Brady's not throwing a punch. He's no. not throwing a punch. He's not no stupid. No way, no way. He's
1: not stupid. He well, knows you know, you he, would... get, he knows he'd get his ass kicked anyway, so you know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs>
0: well can I can I mention this this was the first Super Bowl with a female officiate uh, officiating on the officiating crew
1: yes
2: yeah just waiting and, for the day when one of them actually is the head referee but you know that that progress. would be nice <laughs> she that, could,
1: she's she's been good all the season I know she had um she had uh several games that I was watching and, and she was always oh she's good. fantastic she's um, she's
2: she's super talented.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I I think she could get there for sure.
2: Oh yeah. No, for so. sure. I think one day I, I mean I I hope it's her, but I mean one day, it, it's only a matter of time at this point before a female is uh, is the head like the head referee of a Super Bowl. I'm telling you, barriers are being
0: broken. You saw that there was a woman as one of the coaches for Tampa Bay. I can't recall her name right now.
2: Last year was also San Francisco had a woman on their side.
0: Yeah, sideline. yeah. That is true, and what, I mean the Washington football team.
2: Of course. Oh, he always has of to. Of course, them. he always has to bring them in. Always, man. You can't let these teams just have their shine.
0: Uh, I, I'm talking about breaking barriers. The Washington football team has a female coach. The Browns have a female coach.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, okay. it's
0: getting more and more. <laughs> you know, and, and I love it. I absolutely love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's. <laughs> just, uh... I mean, what are we supposed to really say here? We love it, too. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's a fantastic thing. The NFL has really done a good job with that. I think one thing they still have to work on, obviously, is the head coaching thing, which I think is another discussion for another day. Yes, Um, yes, yes, that is. Because the fact that the Lions hired that guy they hired, it's just like, what? (laughs) And um, Houston, same sort of thing. It's, It's just a mess. It's just a mess.
0: All right, let's hear from our um, sponsors on a quick break. When we return, we will um, talk a little bit more and wrap things up. You're listening to the Kirby on Sports podcast. I'd like to take a moment to talk about my friends over at Regroup Building Services, specializing in custom homes, remodels, additions, and so much more. If you're looking for a new place to call home or just need repairs on your current one, Look no further because Regroup Building Services has you covered. Just a couple months ago, Regroup Building Services came in and redid our entire kitchen. And boy, does it look great. I cannot recommend them enough. So if you're looking for anything to be done, make sure you check them out at www.regroupbuildingservices.com. Once again, that's www.regroupbuildingservices.com where they do the honey do's that your honey don't. Make sure you tell them Josh sent you. For sports fans living in condominium and homeowners associations as well as business professionals, when you need a reserve study, PM Plus Reserves has been in business since 1990. Their studies are accurate and easy to understand and check them out when your association needs a study www.pmplusreserves.com you can also contact them at 703-803-8436 once again www.pmplusreserves.com is it finally time to upgrade your home's interior How about with an authentic farm table made locally from recycled barn wood? Shenandoah Primitives, based right here in Winchester, Virginia, makes farm tables, benches, tables, coffee tables, and a long list of other items for your home decorating needs. At Shenandoah Primitives, function and style are combined for great furniture that will last generations. If you're interested in combining the industrial look of metal with wood or considering something incredibly unique with a live edge, Shenandoah Primitives turns those ideas into reality. Thinking about a mirror, wine rack, or other activities and for your home, Shenandoah Primitives can assist with that as well. As a local small business, Shenandoah Primitives is happy to work with each client for a custom design or schedule an appointment to come out and view current inventory. Local high-quality handmade items can be found at Shenandoah Primitives. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at www.ShenandoaPrimitives.com. Once again, that's www.ShenandoaPrimitives.com. All right, we are back. I'm Josh, joined with Dan and Carlos. Once again, breaking down the Super Bowl that just took place this past sunday between the tampa bay buccaneers and the kansas city chiefs once again a 31 to 9 blowout essentially and it it just did not look like a great game so um gentlemen what are our final thoughts on this super bowl before moving on to the next topic
1: it was uh it was pretty much just one team being more prepared coming out and outplaying, out coaching, and just outsmarting the other team. I think it's as simple as that. Um, that's how I would describe this game. And it was uh, – I saw today, and this is sort of a sidebar, that this was uh, a lot lower viewership than I think uh, CBS was expecting. But supposedly it said it was lower than they were expecting, but they were expecting it. And I was like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> which uh, doesn't make a damn bit of sense. But no. – I, I just say at the end of this, bravo to the NFL for making this season happen and for making the Super Bowl happen. I think it was a big thing, um, and most definitely people appreciate it all across the, all across over the world, especially in the United, United States. So hats off to the NFL. Uh,
0: I forgot to congratulate Tony Romo for making it to his second Super Bowl ever. Dude, stop. You've, ar- <laughs> okay,
1: you've already that, said that. You said that. that- Twice already. That joke was used w-
2: w- back when he made the that one Super Bowl. Okay, like you can't reuse a joke. Like <laughs> think of something more clever than that.
1: Yeah, Kirk Cousins unfortunately never found one either. So,
2: the, At least somebody from, you know, one of our teams is getting there, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> Dan's the only team that's recently won it. <laughs> yeah, that is true.
0: Carlos, what are your final thoughts on this Super Bowl?
2: I thought, you know, my final thoughts are, you know, it was a very lackluster performance by Kansas City. I'll be, you know, there was plenty of injuries that definitely hurt the team. Um, this just further solidified Brady's claim to being the GOAT. Um, I hate this argument that's going on about retiring number 12 all around the league. I, no. I don't think, I think no. that's stupid. I think what? obviously, obviously New England... <laughs> New England should retire the number Jeez. Tampa Bay. I don't think is going to retire the number because i no. yeah, yeah, I don't think they're going to retire the number. Uh, but I think, yeah, this definitely solidified Brady as the goat even more. I think he was already the goat from the Atlanta super bowl. Um, but I do believe I, I'm not worried about, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs. They're going to be fine. They'll be back. You know, they're, they'll be healthy next year. Hopefully, you know, they can, get back here. Um, but yeah, I think my final thoughts are that, that Tampa Bay defense is, was super underrated. Nobody saw this coming. And I think this is going to be a big thing for them going forward.
1: Yeah. And I think one more thing is that, you know, you can, people say defense doesn't matter in the NFL. Well, this game proved that it really does <laughs> yeah. matter and defense can still win championships. So, Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that still stands true. It was true 50 years ago and it's true now. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I I, I really think this game shocked a lot of people probably made FanDuel and DraftKings and all those other Uh sports books a ton of money. Yeah, a lot of money
2: was a lot of money was towards the Chiefs and a lot of people lost a lot of money.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I assume FanDuel and DraftKings are very happy and but. I mean, the Chiefs just could not get it done. Their offensive line wasn't protecting Patrick Mahomes, and um, Tampa Bay played a complete football game from start to finish. So hats off to them. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the Super Bowl champions for this season, which leads us directly into our next topic of discussion, early predictions for super, super early predictions for next season. Where do we see these two teams? Uh, come next season that these are early, so there's no right or wrong. It's just our opinion here.
2: Well, the Cowboys are going to win. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh,
1: yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. How about yeah. the Cowboys? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, between these two teams to start. Um. Well, there's a lot of talk of. Uh, Tampa Bay having the easier path next year to get back to this game. I just don't think that's true because there's one team that everybody's forgetting about, and that is the San Francisco 49ers getting everybody back next year. Yep. You know, you got to think they lost everybody pretty much in like week two. They lost Bosa. They lost, uh they pretty much lost that whole defensive line. Richard Sherman was never healthy throughout the season. Jimmy G was hurt. uh, So was Kittle. You know, they had the season from hell, basically, you know, this season. And they're going to come back healthy, and I think they're going to be the force to reckon with. You still got Aaron Rodgers out there. We'll see if Green Bay finally decides to sell out and, you know, try to win one with him, you know, give get him some weapons, get him something, you know. Um, and then, you know, on top of that, you know, we'll see if maybe, you know, I, I mean, I hate it. I, I don't like doing this because you know, of course, I know my team, but you know, we'll see if maybe Dallas can get their shit together and maybe make at least a decent run for once, which I don't foresee happening.
1: At least win the division this year Their next year. Yeah, without a
2: losing record, hopefully with a winning <laughs> record. Um, and yeah, you know, there's question marks with the say. You know, I think Tampa Bay has the clearest path to win their division because obviously, you know. We got Drew Brees leaving, or Drew Brees isn't officially retired yet, but the the thought he is be. he's going to retire. Right. You know, so Jameis Winston's going to probably take over that team. You got a little bit of confusion going on in Carolina as to whether they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson or not. Um, and do they believe in Teddy Bridgewater? Um, and then who's the other team there? It's Tampa. Da-da-da-da. I don't remember who the other team is in the South. Atlanta. Oh Atlanta. yeah, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. And then you know, Atlanta's Atlanta. You know, they got a new coach. They've got all that going on, but Matt Ryan is, you know, a l- he's a little washed up, you know. Julio can't really stay healthy for too long. You know, so I think for them it's they have the clearest path to win the division, else can they make it to the Super Bowl? I think there's uh there's some challenges that people aren't talking about in the way of Tampa. For Kansas City, it's just a matter of they need to be able to keep their line healthy and they need to be able to, hopefully this doesn't, you know, weigh on them, you know, too much, you, you know, this was a bad day at the office. They need to be able to shake it off and, you know, try to make a play for it next year, but they got a lot, you know, the AFC's loaded. They, you know, they got Cleveland on the rise. You got Buffalo, you know, making huge strides and, you know, yeah, like they beat Buffalo, but they barely beat Cleveland. You know, you got, can Indianapolis figure out the quarterback situation? I think Indianapolis is one piece away. They just need a good quarterback and they'll be in contention. And then you got, you know, yeah, it, it, I think ultimately it'll be tough for both these teams to get back here and have a rematch next year, but I wouldn't put it out of the question.
0: That That's a good point. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll touch on your point, Carlos. Kansas city needs to keep their line healthy and Patrick Mahomes needs to focus on recovering his foot and getting prepared for next season. Because I do think confidently, I will say this with confidence, that Kansas City can have another electric uh, uh, regular season, but it comes down to putting in the work in the off season.
2: And they'll put in the work. I, I have no doubt in my mind that they'll yeah. put in the work.
0: Yeah, but I, I mean, a lot of chips have to fall, and you know there could be that – unforeseen circumstances that, Mm -hmm. you know, anything can happen. These are why these are called early, early predictions. One team
2: I forgot to mention in my little rant there is also we've, you still got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens out there. We'll see how they improve going. The the Ravens need
0: to get over the hump. They got over a tiny hill beating Tampa Bay. The Ravens have to get over the hump and play
1: good playoff football. Do you mean they beat Tennessee?
2: Yes, Tennessee. <laughs> I was like, wait, Tampa Bay. They're the other conference. Tampa, uh,
0: Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They need to get over the hump and they need to play playoff football consistently. There needs well, to be consistency and the the Ravens can do it. And uh, I mean, Lamar can do it even though yeah. he's an untraditional style quarterback, but he can do it. This.
1: Yeah, I'll say this. I mean, we talked a lot about Patrick Mahomes and the injuries on their offensive line. The Ravens had a ton of injuries on the offensive line too, and yeah. Dude, they, the Ravens watched, had
2: a season if, from hell.
1: Yeah, if you, if you watch that game, uh, the against Buffalo, I mean, the center couldn't even snap the football right. I yeah, mean, the ball was in the ground, and Lamar had to. It was just everything that that could go wrong for that offensive line went wrong, especially in the playoffs. So, I think once they get healthy, healthy. Um, in that respect, and I think they've brought in a couple of consultants, uh, one for the receivers, which is really going to be huge because needed it didn't really have a true number one receiver consistently, so mm-hmm. that's going to be big. Um, and obviously, L- Lamar's got to improve as a passer. I mean, everybody knows mm-hmm. that. So, you know, if you can get the offensive line healthy, um, and you can, um, you can get 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 Lamar comfortable, I think becoming more of a pocket passer, so he just has another tool in his bag. Um, and, of course, they need a number one receiver. They already have, I think, a Super Bowl-caliber defense. I mean, they only gave up, uh, you know, 10 points. Well, I guess it was uh, – I guess they only gave up one touchdown to Buffalo, technically, because the, the, the other touchdown was a uh, pick six. Interception, yeah. Right. So, you know, they, they have a Super Bowl-caliber defense if they can bring them back. I, I really think they'll be a team to watch out for. And obviously, as Carlos mentioned, Cleveland on the AFC side. Yeah. Um, they're they're really on the up-and-coming, and they were just, you know, a couple plays away. I mean, they, they really should have beaten Chad Henney. There's no reason why uh, they should have lost to Chad Henney. But that's the genius mm-hmm. of Andy Reid and that play calling late in that game that, that won it for Kansas City. Um, I think other teams in the AFC, I I agree with Indy. I think they're, uh, they were on the they're, cusp this year. Yeah. And, and they were highly underrated for most of the season. Nobody was talking about them. And even in the playoffs, you know, they really were just a couple plays away from beating Buffalo. Um, I think as far as – I think Kansas City is definitely the team to beat in the AFC. Um, they just definitely – health is going to be a big thing next year for them. Because like Carlos said, I mean, we all saw what happened with San Francisco this year, you know, coming off the Super Bowl sort of – the Super Bowl hangover. And uh, they had a ton of injuries, and that just derailed their season before it really even got going. So, if uh, Kansas City can stay healthy, I do think they'll be back. And I and I think the NFC is more interesting. I think there's, I think it's a lot more open. Yeah, because we're seeing a turning of the pages. We're seeing Drew Brees go away. Um, we we know how good Green Bay is, but we know that they just can't seem to get over that NFC Championship game. You know. Vers- I I forget. Uh, I think, what is uh, Roger's record like? One and four or something in the NFC Championship game. It's 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 not. Yeah, very he's sure. all- yeah.
2: Ultimately, he's only won one. So. Right. I think yeah. he's
1: one and four. One. And he's three, been in multiple. Yeah. Right. Right. So they, you know, they can they do it next year? I'm not really sure. Um, I do think Tampa Bay, like I said, is if they can continue to, you know, keep Tom Brady upright. If they can keep that offensive line healthy, I do think they're going to be uh, a contending team next year. I don't know if they can go back-to-back. Like we talked about, that's just so difficult. Um, but I think there's a lot of interesting teams, and I think the NFC to me is more of a question mark right now because, I mean, the, the NFC East, what's going to happen there next year? You, have, you had a lot of injuries in that division, and obviously your, your Cowboys, Carlos, you know, if if they can get healthy next year, I I could see them making the playoffs and possibly making a run at it. But you know, the Giants are gonna be better. I don't I think Washington's a big question mark right now.
2: Washington's it's, trying to figure out their quarterback situation, I yeah. think. Right,
1: right. hmm And if they can if they can get somebody in that position, I, I don't really know if they're a playoff team, but certainly they can they can give it a shot, so um, Oh,
0: uh, don't butter it up. I know we're going on sixteen.
1: No, I, uh, I slow down. <laughs> I really think you're I, I think you're a couple years away from playoffs, but I, I do think you're improving next year. I mean, I, I do think I do think you have a winning record next year. I just don't know if it's enough. Um, and then in, then in the West that, you know, that to me out, outside of Kansas or not Kansas City in, in, in the NFC side, Seattle really underperformed when they when they had to. Um, and they they had a lot of injuries too, so they're going to be interesting next year. Um, San Francisco, when they get healthy, what's going to happen there? I mean, the Rams with um, with Matt Stafford, Stafford now. Stafford. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've seen I think people. The Rams. I've seen people. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people pick them to go to the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> but certainly that division is going to be very, very interesting moving forward. So I think in general, it's it's just hard to pick a Super Bowl matchup right now because. First of all, we don't know what the draft is going to bring. That too. We don't know how players are going to recover going into to, to the uh, to next season. because sometimes recoveries take a lot longer than people think. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know who's going to retire, uh, if anybody major is going to retire. I, I think Brady obviously is going to stay. Yeah, he's going to stay. He's he announced that.
0: Arians announced
1: he's staying. So well, why wouldn't? Yeah, why wouldn't Arians stay? I mean, he's got it. <laughs> yeah, he's got on. it made, man. Yeah. Um. So I just think there's a lot of questions, and you know, in two months we're going to have a lot more answers as to, okay, who do we have as a super, as a preseason favorite? Then obviously, as we get into the summer, we can start to sort of whittle that down more. So I really, to go to answer a long rant, I can't really answer your question. I don't know. <laughs> But I do think these two teams are going to be in the mix next year, no doubt, no doubt about it. Hey, my,
0: my question wasn't really who's making it to the Super Bowl next year. It's where do we see these two teams next season in the Chiefs and the um,
1: Buccaneers? Well, I think they're both, again, Super Bowl contenders. I don't know if they're yeah. going to be there yeah. in general, but, you know.
0: I, for me, For me, I feel like the NFC is more wide open, as you said, Dan, um tampa bay with the nfc south i think their path is very much easier to making it to the playoffs i agree um but the nfc is wide open and i i want to go ahead and just uh make a very early early prediction i think the rams with matthew stafford Matthew Stafford's been given new life with the Rams. The Rams are a much better team for Matthew Stafford, and if Sean McVay, the offensive-minded coach that he is, works with Stafford, I think the Rams could
2: possibly
0: win this division next season.
2: Well, Stafford can throw the ball a lot a, a lot in the way that uh McVay wants. McVay wants to throw it deeper. Right. Uh Goff wasn't really that type of quarterback, but there is one team boys that we are totally forgetting about here. And that is the new England Patriots. They have a bunch of players coming back that opted out their whole defense essentially. And they have plenty of cap room. So they can, they're going to be making a play for somebody this year and it's probably going to be a quarterback or somebody They're They, you know, a quarterback receivers. I, I, I will predict this. I think new England is going to be back in the playoffs this coming season.
0: Do we see them in the Super Bowl in the next three to five years?
2: I don't know. I can't answer that nah,
1: question. I, I don't know how much longer Belichick's gonna coach there. I think that's a big question. Um, I think
2: I think Belichick's goal right now is he wants to prove that he can win without Tom Brady now that Tom Brady's proved that he can win without him. I, I that's agree. a good
1: point. I definitely agree. Yeah.
2: That's a
1: good point. Now what is what 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 will he consider successful? Is is a deep run in the playoffs enough? I, I mean I would think so. Right, I think I th-
2: I think yeah like a Super proving
1: Bowl, expecting a Super Bowl at this stage of the game is just a little bit is a little bit insane in my opinion. I
2: mean what would be crazy is if he can get to the Super Bowl next year and he goes against Brady oh my God. you know and beats him <laughs> then then you know that would oh, be man, a, that would a, be a, an interesting storyline but I don't believe that will be the case here I think. For I think for Belichick, it's, you know, they had a bad season this year. You know, it started off all right. You know, Cam Newton looked good. And then Cam Newton just forgot how to throw, you know, the Cam Newton experiment didn't work. So now he's got to They're back to square one, trying to figure out their quarterback situation. Um, I think if they can get the right quarterback in place, you know, because it's clear, you know, it takes a Tom Brady type quarterback to be able to really succeed in New England. Um, under Belichick because Belichick just expects so much, you know? Um, I think, I don't know, man. I, I lost my train of thought. I'm not going to lie to you guys.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, there, there are a lot of storylines that could come into next season. It
2: I mean, I'm the, excited the N-
0: already. Here's- yeah.
2: The NFL next year is going to be uh, so much fun because of, you know, j- just because of the, all these moves and, so, and moves still to come. We still haven't figured out where Deshaun Watson's gonna go if he's gonna even go anywhere. You know, we still got the draft. We got Trevor Lawrence coming in. You know, we got all, all this stuff happening. The NFL is gonna be a lot of fun next season. Well,
3: uh, yeah,
1: well, you, here's, well, well, here's another team that I think's flying below the radar and could be a, a not a Super Bowl contender but a wild card team is the Vegas Raiders.
0: That mm. that is true. No, I, but Derek uh, Carr yeah. might
2: be getting traded. Well, they played better under Marcus Mariota anyways. Yeah, yeah. Mar-
0: Mariota could leave this team. Mariota played really well. Um, I mean, that was only one game, but I still think he has gas in the tank.
1: And they he legitimately does. beat yeah. Kansas City. I mean, they were the only team to legitimately beat them in the regular season. And
2: so. they beat almost beat them twice. Well, and that well, second game was so close. That's right. Well, let
0: me ask you this, guys. How bad do we think Jacksonville will, will be with Urban Meyer?
2: Oh. how bad i don't think they can really get any worse than what they are <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that that's a good point i don't i don't think do, do Myers, we see urban, urban meyer succeeding
0: no. Or no why
2: not go, I, going down. I think he can i think he can succeed in the nfl no. why not? because i, I because it
0: it, I, it correlates to me nick saban
2: and his stint in that Say, saban is a different type of coach compared to urban meyer saban is more of I, it's, it seems like Saban's more con- controlling, whereas Urban Meyer's not. We've already seen every program he's gone to; the players just run rough shot outside of the pro, uh, outside of you know playing football. Yeah, you know, we saw it at Florida, we saw it at Ohio State. You know, I think and when you're in the NFL, you, that, you don't want that controlling type of coach like Sabin is. You know, yeah. you want a guy who's like who treats these guys like grown men and is like, hey, like outside of this, that's that's on you. You know, but in here you follow my my rules, basically. Yeah, Absolutely. At least they,
1: at least he can't get in trouble with the NCAA. So that's a, that's that's a positive thing about him coaching in the NFL now. <laughs> Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like urban Meyer. That's just, uh, I, I just think he's a, he's a shady character. I've never really liked him that much. So, um, I mean, I, I,
2: I from a, from a football perspective, no, pers- no no, no, personal feelings involved here. Are you really thinking that he's not going to succeed at all?
1: I mean, I think that, I think this season is going to be rough. I don't know long-term. Um, but I mean, he's also been away from the game for a couple years now, like, and, you know, to go from coaching college to not coaching for two years to going back to coaching, I just don't know if that side of it will really work. You know, because he's been out, he's been out of work essentially. So I mean it.
2: It it will be a yeah. it it'll be a process you know it's 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 a long term project here like they're not going to immediately see results you know you got to develop Trevor Lawrence you got to build a team around him right. you got to insert the culture that you want in that building because right now there is no real culture there no
1: they are so, cultureless you know,
2: yeah so honestly like Jacksonville and Jacksonville fans you know they got to be patient here you know they got to understand that this is this isn't going to happen overnight just because you get Trevor Lawrence and just because you know. Like they still got to build the team around him. They still got to get him weapons. They got to get him everything, you know. And we got to see if Urban is the right coach. We'll see.
0: A lot of storylines indeed going into next season, but that officially wraps up our coverage of the NFL season here on the Kirby on Sports podcast, essentially. I can't believe it.
2: Yeah, we're done. No more. No more football until uh September next year. Or this year. This <laughs> next year. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could, you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I wonder if we're gonna actually get like OTAs and such this off season.
1: Uh, man, the, that's those a good question. In uh when does all that stuff start? Like July usually, right?
2: Mm, that like is a may, good question. may june july is typically when otas and all that shit starts training right. camp is july
1: training camps july right right
2: Yeah, july going into august i wonder if we're going to get a preseason this year
1: uh, it'll be interesting all to see. up in the air who knows uh, i don't know I, I i think they should cut the preseason back anyway uh, but yeah, i mean we kind of saw that the they kind of
3: preseason
0: d- the two games but,
2: but
1: they they kinda we kinda but we saw it. yeah but we saw they
2: kind of do need it because we saw how kind of rough that first part of the season was.
1: I'd sure, like two sure. preseason that's, games. I mean, that's bound to happen when you're used to playing preseason games and all of a sudden you're not. I mean, I think if you changed it to where, you know, you, to where there weren't preseason games, then all of a sudden, then in co- a couple, you know, two or three years, teams would be conditioned and be 100% ready for the season. You know, obviously as a part of that, you know, the, the offseason stuff, Really was was not really there, so a, a lot of teams and players had to sort of make their own offseason workouts and things like that. So that added another layer too, mm-hmm. and that's where I think you saw another layer to the not being prepared and yeah. I mean, not being if they go too. yeah, if
2: they go back to this this system of an offseason where there's no. Um, like preseason or whatever. I think obviously the teams have done it once before. So now they have all the systems in place. We've gone through a whole season. I think they're going to be better. They're better equipped this go around than they were obviously last year. Cause last year was all on the fly.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Once again, a lot of storylines that we, we just don't have the answer to right now, but a whole lot of great thoughts on what could or could not happen in the next season for the nfl but dan first and foremost buddy it's been a pleasure riding with you i can't wait to keep on creating greatness with you brother
1: uh thanks for uh for for this whole football season man it's been a lot of fun we've uh, had a lot of good laughs talked a lot of good football and i've enjoyed every minute of it so i like to thank you for having me on continuously and allowing me to contribute and as you would say create greatness that's what it's all about
0: And to you, Carlos, um, your insight's amazing. You have a positive and funny attitude on this podcast. So I appreciate you rolling with us through um, most of this um, season along with the whole postseason.
2: Yeah, this has been doing this three-man booth like throughout this whole entire playoffs has been like a lot of fun. You know, it sucks that it's ending for now. You know, we'll be back probably around the draft. Um, but you know, uh, this, you know, it's always great to come on here and just talk about sports with you guys. You know, it's, it's, it's honestly the high, it's one of the highlights of my week, you know, especially during this pandemic when, you know, we can't, you know, go out and like really see each other. But like, like I said, like whenever this is done, we're all going to get together. We're all going to record one live in person together sir. Um, Absolutely. and, you know, and, and and toast to good business and, you know.
3: And Carlos, yeah, and
1: I, 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 also want to thank Carlos too, because um, when we started doing the three man booth, I didn't know how it was going to go. And me, you know, Carlos, Carlos fit in perfectly from the start, and we, we all three sort of, sort of. Uh, sort of it just fits like a puzzle really so
2: yeah it really feels like like we have like it really felt like because like 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 me and dan we've never we've never done this like together like it was always kirby kind of kept us separated he would either have dan on with uh just dan or just (laughs) me and then you know all then one day we decided to do a three-man booth and it just went off like seemed like without a hitch like it felt like we had been doing this for years
0: oh yeah yeah, absolutely
2: yeah i want to thank i want to thank you kirby again for like you know giving us this platform and like letting us you know yes. come on here and talk sports also and yeah i want to thank i want to thank you too dan because like you know like your your football insight is like fantastic like sometimes you talk about things that i'm like i didn't even think about that <laughs> you know and like it's been a lot of fun like you know you're an awesome guy to like talk to you on here and yeah I, I i can't wait to do this again sometime
1: yeah, and hopefully do it in person, man. Yeah, I was going to say the same for you, man. Like your your insight is like always spot on and it's it's one of those things again where I'm like I never considered that, but like that's actually a really good point. And then I'm like thinking about it and and um also your memory with like with like old games from like you know, 5 or 6 years ago, you can just nail. Them. I'm like, "Wow, I forgot about that." So yeah. That's just because oh. back then, that's all it was. I was only watching football. <laughs> right,
0: right. I, I, I mean, guys, I'm honored to be doing this with you too it It's been really fun. I, I feel like I'm signing off for the last time, but well, we're, uh, we're still here, and we're continuing to bring you great content. But I, I, I'm, I'm just really – Sad, though, because I was talking to this Carlos season. off air, and he was like, yeah, I don't think I'm coming back on till the draft. I was like, man, I love Carlos, and I'm going to miss him on my podcast.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just like we're going into the dark ages right now. You know, we That's don't have right. anything going on until the draft, so it's like right. there's really no point in doing a three-man booth, and also things are about to pick up a little bit here. You know, got we got we I got some things happening, so – Right you know,
0: well, well, Carlos, you're always welcome on the show. J- just well, remember that.
2: J- just know I'm not disappearing. I'm not going away. I will be back on the show. We're <laughs> going to do draft coverage. Oh um, yeah, and you know, and, and even even after that, you know, I'm pretty sure we can do some NBA finals coverage. We can do all that stuff. Sure. Let's let's sure. make
0: it happen. So that about wraps up another edition of the Kirby on Sports podcast. Once again, huge thanks to our sponsors throughout the entire football season, keeping us going, regroup building services where we do the honey do's that your honey don't, PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, and Carlos Martinez at Chief Graphics. Big thanks, as always, to J- Dave Johnson in Productions by Quet as well. For one final time for just a while, For Dan Dembski and Carlos Martinez, I'm Josh Kirby. Always remember to create greatness. Find our podcast on all streaming platforms, anchor.fm slash the Kirby on Sports Podcast. You can catch us on all social media platforms as well, along with the Kirby on Sports Podcast YouTube page. Find us there for some exclusive content you will find nowhere else. But until the next time, we say so long and peace out we